Welcome to the fourth edition of Fast Horses Slow Whiskey. Again, I'm joined by Brian Tracy of Sagamore Spirit and Sagamore Rye. Good day, everybody. As always, you can follow us uh, on Twitter, Instagram, at Sagamore Spirit, at Sagamore Racing, and uh, on Facebook as well, Sagamore Spirit, Sagamore Racing, SagamoreRacing.com, SagamoreSpirit.com. How's all that? It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but we are we are everywhere. That's right. I'll say the most important ones again, at Sagamore Spirit and SagamoreSpirit.com. Hmm. At Sagamore Racing, at Sag- SagamoreRacing.com. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Real quick, we're we're this is huge. It's a big show again. Yeah, I mean it's just week after week. I don't know how you do it. The stars, Rolodex. I'm the, waiting for your Rolodex stars, to dry up here. Eventually, the stars come out. They want to be on the podcast. That's right. And uh, yeah, I I don't plan on bringing anybody to the table. I don't have the Rolodex you have, so a lot well, of pressure many, on not, you. Not many people do, but I will say this is this is big. This is really big. <laughs> how do you know this guy? I be honest. He's good. He's just a friend. Yeah. He's just a good friend. Yeah. Okay. Gatewood Bell. Gatewood Bell. Love the name. Yeah. Yeah. Lexington guy. Young rising star in the business of horse racing. Okay. He just got 40 under 40, the Blood Horse, which is the industry, leading industry publication. Did a 40 under 40, of which I was not one. <laughs> you saw the, the question coming. I was like, hmm. Okay. But uh, But he just was in that. There's He's, like 41 contestants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's only 41 people, but but he got he was one of the top 40. Uh, yeah, good for him. I missed out. You still got time? Well, I do. And this are, podca- you on, are you? This podcast is really going to leapfrog me into that group. I think. Absolutely. How old are you? Under 40, though. Under 40. Wow. Do you still have time? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, I got a few years. Yeah. Oh, good for so, you. It's going to happen. Start bringing some star power to this thing, and uh, maybe I'll get in. No, I can't do anything for you, but I think uh, this podcast hopefully will get you there. It might. Might. Yeah. So We're going to bring new fans through this thing and hopefully sell bottles of whiskey. That's the, that's the idea. That's the idea. Have people visit the distillery. So we'll, talk, we'll, talk to, we'll talk, get to the whiskey here in a second, but big news here at the farm. We had a Valentine's Day baby. Did you hear that? No, that's really cool. Yeah, walk, that's really cool. walk with a purpose is the mayor. Uncle Moe's the sire, and they... Uh, they conceived a, a filly last year, about eleven months ago. She was born Valentine's Day. Eleven months. Yeah. Wow. It's one of the longest gestation periods, I think. Elephants are maybe a little longer. Sure. Okay. It takes a long time to make <laughs> an elephant. And what time was the baby born? Uh, four or five a.m. Something mm. like that. Were you there? No. No. No, I was not. Do you ever go? Yeah. Yeah, only when it's during the day. I was actually not called for this one. I think no? they forgot to call me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, these babies are never born during the day. I notice. It yeah, just it's usually seem- at night when it's yeah. quiet and they're under the lights. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, that's a very very exciting. Congrats. Three fillies. Three fillies this year. No colts yet. Okay. And uh, how many are we expecting total? Twelve. Feel good about that number? Is that? Are you- it was fifteen in my mind a minute ago but i think it's 12 okay we sold some mares last year so we're, we pared it down a little bit and we're trying to build it back now got it but we've got a solid group do you ever sell them while they're pregnant yeah wow yeah and people will buy you know the prospective fold they'll two for they'll one. pay more for okay. a mare that's in fold to a good stallion that's great so that was exciting and then we got shoe love shoe who we talked about last time mm-hmm. on the racetrack he's gonna hopefully run on monday on president's day 
up in New York in a, a stakes called the Jimmy Winkfield Stakes. They just got a bunch of snow. How do they do that? Yeah, they they, they clear it off, okay. and uh, the tracks winterize. So, do the horses like the cold weather? They don't mind it. Yeah, they don't mind it. I think. The biggest uh, thing that I see an effect here at the farm is when it's only when it's really windy, they they try to stay out of the wind. Oh, but wind, I don't, I don't wind's think brutal. Yeah, I don't think they mind the the cold really. Do they pull muscles easier or anything like that in the cold? I don't think so. No, no, no. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, shoe loves shoe. Shoe loves shoe. This is the second race. Second race. Big. So it's a stakes race. Okay. Wow. So hopefully the race goes. They're they're having trouble filling the race, I think. Why are they having trouble filling the race? Is it not appealing to people? No, it's a it's sometimes in the winter time, um the the horses are you know, a lot of the horses go south, south. they kinda so spread it's out. It's a long travel. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of horses are down there and they're not gonna come up to New York for just for that race. Got it. Okay. So it's mostly local horses. Give you an edge? Hope so. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I get enough of that from boss man. All right. What else we got going on, on the farm? Uh we won uh we won a race last week or two weeks ago maybe with uh a filly that Lindsay Vaughn named. Really? Follow no one. How'd you come up with that? She name? tweeted about it. Follow no one. At Lindsay Vaughn. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram. Um is that kind of just the way she uh, goes about life? Follow no one? Yeah. Is that I I think so. I think yeah, that'd be a good description of her. She's a leader. Not She's a follower. Leader. Yeah. Yeah. She comes to the farm every year, spends about a few days. That's neat. Yeah. That's neat. So she likes horses? Yeah, loves horses. Great. And she fell in love with this filly. That's great. So well, she, congrats she, to uh, you and Lindsay. Yeah, it's big. That is big. So what's going on in whiskey? Um, the move. The move has happened. Um, we're, it's, it's done? Well, it takes a little while. It takes a, you know, we're we're in the middle of it. Got it. So, Got it. But yeah, we bottled our last bottle at City Garage. Kind of uh, mixed emotions. We had a great run. We love City Garage. We love uh, all of our neighbors there. It's been a great way to get started. Um, but we're ready to move in and uh, get settled in and, and start our, our the next chapter at, at uh, Cromwell there in Port Covington. And so it's a really exciting time getting settled in. The folks are uh, expecting some grain deliveries, uh, I think, next week. Wow. That means we're getting really close to cooking and, and distilling. How long does the grain stay good? Does it Does it spoil? It does, you know. I mean, you know, you definitely want to be careful of how long you store it, um, and uh, you know, really kind of has a lot to do with humidity and temperature and so forth. But you know, in this cooler temperature, you can keep it longer. Um, but you know, we certainly didn't want to bring it in any sooner than necessary. So, but yeah. you can keep it for, you know, um, a, f- a few months. You know, for sure. So on the that that's the rye. Yes, that's, that's corn the, that's rye, corn and rye. Yep, and uh, malt and malt. Yep. And so. then, then you'll be touring. Yeah. Um, don't have a date yet, but we think uh, it'll be late spring. So we're really Am excited. I going to be able to taste the thing in the cooker? The, um, uh, the, you know, hey, you stick your finger in there. and We'll keep your hand out of the cooker. It's about 210 degrees in there. Mm. But uh, the fermenter. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. You will be able to taste uh, the, uh, what we kind of um, usually taste like oatmeal or cereal. Yeah, oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was good. So that'd be I part of the tour. I did that at one of the ones in Kentucky. Yeah. No, it's a fun part of the tour. For sure. So we, uh, you can definitely do that. And lots of other surprises, I'm sure, on the tour. There will be a lot of highlights. Don't want to give them away on the show here, but uh, it'll be a tour usually last uh, about an hour. Um, and so lots to see and do and some uh, end with a tasting. So, you know, kind of one of the highlights, really. That's exciting. Very the, exciting. The, um, the whiskey business in general, the, the cra- are, would you consider yourself a craft distillery or 
You know, we get that a lot. I, I you know, I don't. I think people have a hard time defining the the, the definition of craft. Um, Whether you think you're a crafter, it's like a boutique hotel, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like it's, whatever it is. Sure. But, but we're not one of the big guys, so yeah. We, yeah. So a lot of times we fall in that category, and that's fine. We we don't mind being in there. Um, uh, it's one of those things that we just worry about and concentrate on making the best whiskey humanly possible. Um, we were, uh, you know, stress nothing but safety of our folks who work at the distillery. And then number one priority after that is quality, quality yeah. and then the consistency of it. And so, um, that's what we drive for every day and that's their goals every single day. Um, and, uh, that's what we work towards. And if that's craft, great. Uh, um, you know, everybody has their own spin on it. And I think that's what's so unique and fun and exciting about this industry and, and the fun people you meet, but everybody's got their spin on it. How how big would you say your segment? So say it's craft or it's not whatever it is, but that kind of smaller distillery you're seeing, or I, at least I hear about these distilleries popping up all the time. How big has that business gotten in this country? Is it really growing like I think it is from what I hear? Or, or? it's interesting because it's growing um, big time. You know, I mean, if you went back to maybe 2010. You know, there would probably, you know, a couple hundred distilleries at best, um, maybe even less than 200. Um, now we're probably approaching around 1,800 throughout the country. Um, so it's a lot like the craft beer. So it's definitely booming. Um, but the output from these smaller guys is nothing like the the Diageos of the world and sure. um, the Camparis, Wild Turkeys, and so forth. So we're still only about... You know, we're growing and we're taking market share, but, you know, I think we're 2 to 3% of the overall sales and spirits. One of these days, we're going to have to get a whiskey guest, like somebody that's, like, famous in the whiskey business. Do you know uh, anybody like that? <laughs> I could, we, could, we could work on that. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I want to name names. It uh, could be, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, like, hide behind the still. and Don't Do really they? like coming out. They're, they're, they're good like that. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll get somebody for you. You bring a lot to the table. I brought nobody, so I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll Challenge. work on that. Yes, yes. Um, give me some time. All right, good. All right, that'll, that'll be exciting. So before we get to our guest this week, uh, I want to cover one thing about um, – we, we announced it, I think, last time, like two weeks ago on the podcast. But uh, we are starting, or we have started now, our naming contest for um, Sagamore Racing. Yeah, that's exciting. So how you, you people are firing in. How do they do that? So how does this work? Um, how do they submit names? Well, again, it's it, at Sagamore um, Racing, at Sagamore Racing on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and then on Facebook as well. You can go on there somehow and submit a name. You're a huge. Um, I can see you're very uh, digital. Um, very, very digital. So they can and do I've that. Got the rules right here in ha- front of me. Okay, what are the read. rules? How many times can I submit? Well, you can, can I submit you can over sub- and over? Yeah, you can submit. I, I think one guy did like twenty times, and he did same like, name. No, he it, well, a couple names? names he did a few times just to get his point across. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of the name? Might have been a she. I don't know. Okay. Uh, all the names have been have been good. Some people ignore the rules. You know, we have we have <laughs> you got to like that. Yeah, yeah. We have we have kind of a rule this year where we want it to be a whiskey themed yes horse. Yes, absolutely. Some people just name it the rye brother. rye whiskey. Yeah, yeah, you know. something. But yeah, some people name it like you know Edward for their brother or something. You know, whatever. I know you rider. Like yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we did get one. Um, something. Something had it was a play on rye, like oh, rising sun. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, rising sun. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of ways you can have fun with this. All right, keep them coming, so, everybody. So yeah, the rules are. I think the contest, the 
the, I think it goes through the 27th. You can submit names. Um, the winner gets a tour of the farm and, and the distillery. That's great. So that's exciting. And I think, I think we're going to have... Can they bring somebody or is it just one person? That would be awful. I, yeah, they should be able to bring people, right? They should be able to bring people. Yeah, because yeah, it would be weird if you yeah. just had one guy yeah. or a girl. Yeah. No, they should bring some folks. And then uh, there will be a list of finalists that will somehow come out. I don't really know how that will work. And then, again, I'm not totally familiar with the contest, but because this writing is hard to read uh, okay but the we'll have a we might have like a couple of the people that submit names that are in the finals on we the should show. yeah we should do uh we should do it here yeah drum roll please yeah drum, and then announce absolutely and then we can you know talk to them about how they came up with it and all that. yeah that'd be fun i think yeah i think our listeners the six or seven of them will care how many is, um names have been put in the hat so far uh i think it's Four or five hundred. Wow. And really? in like two days, yeah. Who goes through all this? You? Oh, well, yeah, we do. Wow. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. I mean, one guy submitted like. Keep them know, coming. Everybody. I, want, I, want, I want Hunter to go through 2,000 plus names. Yeah. There, there are some very good names. I don't doubt that. Yeah. Talented people. I, th- I think you'll there. like them. And you, you got to be involved in the. Our listeners are the most talented and smartest people yeah, I know. My family. <laughs> that's right all right so uh when's the contest end uh the 27th you can submit names through the 27th and then uh finalists will be announced march 7th that's great okay yeah, so wonderful that's a tuesday how do you know that just random got it um so anyway that's that we're we're getting ready to enter obviously the triple crown season and um and and that's a big big time for us uh, in terms of just the the publicity around the sport and um, and everything, and then the other the other season we're getting ready to enter is the two year old sales season and um, the auctions. Mm. And so hopefully Sagmore will be somewhat active in that in that spot as well. But but the, our guest will be will be very active uh, in, in down at the two year old sales. Most of them occur in Florida, some in California, but the big ones are down down in Florida, either in Ocala or, or, or Miami. So um, we'll talk to him a little bit, little bit about that. But um, it's, it's basically like the combine of horse racing, these, all these different sales. You know, you, you're trying to identify the, the talent of the future. And there's certain guys or girls that, that are really, really good at it. And Gatewood is one of them. He's, he's very um, – obviously, we have a guy named Stan Huff who, who I think is one of the best as well. Um, that works for us exclusively, but but Gatewood, um, he's he's amazing, young guy in the business, and and really an up and comer. So it'll be fun to talk to him about what he looks for, what his what his process is to to go through a, a sale, looking at all the horses and everything. What do you do you have any certain questions you're thinking about asking? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just how do you know? I mean, how do you yeah. know? Like, I mean, yeah. how do? You, so what makes? I mean, obviously he has done it, and then his his <clears throat> track record's proven that he's good at it. So, um, which is, there's got to be only a few folks that can that have that track record, that like they're really proven to to be able to do that, especially at a young age, you know. And he's got some he's got some good clients. There's a guy Everett Dobson who um, um, is a uh, partial owner of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. That's kind of one of his main guys. Uh, Everett's a great guy, really really good guy for the business. Uh, we actually own a horse with him um, in partnership, but um, so he's. 
he's got some good clients, but it's really, really difficult at his age to, he's 35, I think, but it's hard at his age to develop that client base and he's done it in a really short period of time. Hmm. Is he uh, from, is his family in the business? How'd he get in it? Yeah, his dad uh, owned um, John Abel Farm, or his family owned John Abel Farm. His, I think his grandfather started it. But um, he, uh, Sheikh Mohammed, Goodolphin, bought uh, his dad's farm called John Abel, and now it's called Darley at John Abel, and it's where is it in Lexington? Where it's in it? Lexington? Okay. Yep, and it's where uh, Street Cry stood. It's where uh, Hard Spun is now. A lot of a lot of good stallions. Uh, Medagliadoro is there, one of the best stallions in the country. So there's, you know, there's how many folks like this? When you go to this, how many people are at this type of event, this auction? I mean, how big of a deal is it for you? Is it set you up for the next year, two years? Like, um, how many players are, are like this um, that can help tell you that you, this is, could be a great horse, could run well? So, I mean, how's it's that? It's funny. The, we always say the only thing that change about the, the auctions are the, the horses because it's the same people every single time it's all yeah. it's all the the bloodstock agents like gatewood or you know some owners go um you know you know trainers go but it's a lot of the same people every time and i don't know it's just kind of an interesting little you see if little you see a horse that you like why, why don't you get stan and then gatewood and get everybody's opinion on that horse is that what you do or do you just sometimes too many too many opinions is muddles the the deal because certain guys have different things they look for and it's just the same way as like a a coach that goes to a combine and he says well i like my defensive backs feet to turn in a little bit and then next guy said well i i like them to turn out a little bit what do, what is that sound what is what is going on over there news feeds how about tweets how about a mute button on that computer oh there it goes so um anyway thank you thanks for interrupting that thought but um Different people like different things, and and not to say that one way is the right way, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, should we get this guy on the phone? We should. We should. We should. Let's do it. So Gatewood Bell joins us uh, from his uh, his office in Lexington. Welcome to Fast Horses Slow Whiskey, Gatewood. Thank you very much for having me, Hunter. Uh, we uh, I I've had the pleasure of spending a little time with Gatewood this past week. I actually caught Brian, this is you'll love this. I caught the biggest fish on the whole trip. That's unreal. Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. And I, I'm not a fisherman, Gatewood. Did someone have to take the hook out? I can attest for to you? Like, not being a fisherman. Part. Yeah. <laughs> like, do I have to touch it? And yes, somebody had to take the hook off for him. No, I, I hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I took the hook off. Will had to pull the fish out of the water. What'd you catch? Bass. What kind? Uh, largemouth. You're getting you're getting too specific. Now. I know. I just want to see because he, he got me on something earlier, so I'm just going to keep going but, down this but, road here. But Gatewood put his whole fist in the bass's mouth. That's a largemouth. That's a large I have mouth. a small fist. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect for picking out horses. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. now we had a good time down there, but um, and I'm not an outdoorsman, but Gatewood was very he was very accommodating. Yeah. Did you have to sleep outside? No, 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 no. Okay. This is not one of those places. I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> yeah. But we had we had fun. Okay. All it right, was so, more glamping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Gatewood, um, we're, we're coming up. We were just talking. We're coming up on, uh, obviously, the two-year-old sales season, um, and uh, which is which is big in the business. And wanted you to kind of shed some light on, on uh, kind of your process through through those sales and how you approach them and, and um, specifically, you know, kind of what you look for. I know, it, I know it depends on who you're looking for, but 
Let's just say. Yeah, it really does. It depends on who I'm looking for. Um, mostly because you gotta you gotta try and you know I and what I do have got a handful of different clients and um, you know it's probably not my main target of I, I I'll be selling more two year olds or have selling more two-year-olds that I had bought as yearlings um, probably then I'll end up buying um, at the two-year-old sale so I'll mainly have a focus on those first I guess uh, and then you know I but I always approach every sale the same like I've got some multi-millionaire uh, that randomly calls me and says hey are you at the sale and I need a short list or tell me who your three favorite horses are so I I act like that call is going to come every time but it it never really does, but uh, at least it's... <laughs> I was say, how often does a call like that happen? <laughs> well, I, want, I got it once, but it was the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. You, but, get, uh, you know, it works. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like... It's it's like I approach it the same as any horse sale. It's just that you're... You know, it's not unlike a yearling sale, but you're given another card, if you will, if you were playing poker, and that card is that you get to see them perform on the racetrack which is just another um tool or piece of information to either uh make it make it more cloudy or you know clear yeah. up what you like yeah but the main thing is that you get to see their action and you get to see how they move on the racetrack which in a yearling sale you only get to see them walk and stand there so you can only kind of you know, forecast in your own mind what they're going to look like. Gabe, would give me the background on how you got into this a little bit, if you don't mind. And like, and uh, and I mean, how how did you choose this? I mean, you know, a lot of people want to grow up and be a fireman or a police officer or something like that. How did you get into this? Well, I'm not brave enough to be either of those two things. Um, <laughs> I knocked those off the list. Uh, I grew up on a horse farm here in Lexington, Kentucky. My grandfather started you know 70 years ago uh well that'd have been a little 55 years ago and uh 70, 70 sounds better <clears throat> yeah it might it might be 70 um he was thinking about it seven years ago and you know my dad worked on it and we grew up on the farm and he kind of ran it with his siblings and uh and my grandfather and i don't know i just kind of i, I first got drawn to the racing side of it and probably the gambling uh when when I was young, but just growing up on the farm and that was how I was introduced to it. And then I always, you know, worked at the farm, worked on the racetrack all through school, went away to school for a little bit and then came back to Kentucky and worked here, you know, when I wasn't in class. And right when I graduated college, um, which I actually did, um, you know, <laughs> went on a brief a brief finding yourself uh, sabbatical across the country. And yeah, I can't, I can't imagine that. Came back and worked on the racetrack for like three years and then moved back to Lexington and started doing what I'm doing. That's great. Um, what, what, it, go, back to, go back to like uh, the September the, sales. The so. gambling part. <laughs> is there like a Pete Rose issue at all? Like if you, you know, how's that work in the sport? There's no Pete Rose. Well, issue. not like, in know, my... You, you can bet on your own horses. You can do yeah. anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but like trainers, trainers yeah. are only. It's different in every state. Yeah, like every rule. That's another. That's another podcast. Okay. Uh, uh, but like, yeah, it's different in every state. But trainers, I believe, are allowed to bet on. You're allowed to bet, but just on your own horse and like to win. Mm. Like you can't bet on him to get third and have somebody else 
singled in the exacto above them. Oh, something. interesting. You're telling the jock. To but I can, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I can bet. I can bet on whoever uh, I want. I want to. All right, great information. And I and I and I use I I use that freedom. <laughs> so Gatewood, you you were, you were talking about you know you're usually maybe a little more active say in the September sale um, at Keeneland, which is a yearling sale um, in terms of buying. But what what's the first thing that you look for? Like, if you're looking at a horse and a horse walks out of the barn at Keeneland September, what's the first thing you start to pick apart about? I mean, is it the, you know... I mean, it's really like just their presence, which is kind of tough to describe. You know, just the way they handle themselves and the way they move together. And then, then you kind of just ease into like just their overall kind of body shape um and then i like to watch them walk you know very quickly um right off i don't sit there and stare at them too long and take notes about every angle and every you know this and every particular uh it's kind of more of an overall impression and a lot of it's just their presence and like how they handle themselves so it's like that horse looks like a runner that one doesn't basically yeah yeah, I mean, I kind of liken it to some clients that, like, have never been it. It's just, like, we're getting to see them do, you know, it's like a six-year-old basketball tryout. Like, we're they got to they gotta do one layup, they got to make one pass, and maybe shoot a free throw. And it's like, hmm. you know, you can watch me make a layup, and you can watch Michael Jordan make a layup, and the end result's going to be the same. It's both – the ball's going to go in the hoop, and there's going to be two points, but – one of us is going to look a little bit more natural doing it, a little more athletic. And who do you think that is? Well, it depends what your budget is. <laughs> now, so so at that sale, I guess two years ago or a year and a half ago, um, you had at that point hooked up with um, with Everett Dobson, and we talked about it a little bit before you came on. But um, and he's he's the owner of Cheyenne Stables and and. A, partial owner of the of the Oklahoma City Thunder but you had hooked up with him and um uh whether he gave you a shot I guess uh, doing buying some horses um and out of that sale came a, a horse called Mastery talk about him and and what makes him so special uh yeah he yeah he's a very special horse <laughs> um well I mean the fact that he's won a grade one and his second choice for the Derby is what makes him so special now. <laughs> at, at the time, it was it was just a combination of things. It was the we were buying some Colts and we'd been shut out on a whole bunch of them. So I'm not saying we were like more desperately looking for them, but you know we were still pounding the pavement. And I it, and to be honest, like if we'd gotten lucky or unlucky and bought a few of the ones that we've been outbid on, I probably wouldn't have had the ammo left to be able to, to buy them so it's funny how things like that work like where you're mm -hmm. disappointed for two days of four and you get outbid on a couple and then you know Everett was actually gone he had flown and he was he was on an airplane we talked about the horse and I'd given him the list but he was on an airplane when I actually had to go in and bid on him uh did he know was, did he know you were gonna buy him that was that was a little unnerving I mean we we had talked about him we had all I don't think we had talked about going to as high a price as we ended up going to. And I say we because I was just bidding. He was the one. He actually bought the horse. I didn't buy it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, he's uh, But no, I mean that that horse to me was just a lot of a lot of things. He's by a sire candy ride that I really really like. Um isn't necessarily known for throwing just like the sexiest 
quote unquote sale horses, you know, like that are just beauties, but they run, you know, turf, dirt, colt, filly, long, short, two-year-olds, five-year-olds. They're just, I mean, and he was a freak racehorse. Um, so I like that. Uh, he was bred by and raised at Stone Farm, which is Arthur Hancock, you know, home of Sunday Silence, among others, uh, and others, and others, and others. So, I mean, to me, that's another factor. Like, I mean, that's that horse was raised the way that if I was able to raise horses like that, that I would have raised them myself, where some of these places, um, you know, they all raise them differently. I'm not saying one's better than the other, but we all have our preferences. And, you know, Arthur is a guy that I would, I would seek out to buy a horse from. Um, and then when he walked out, he was a May foal and he was a leggy thing. And, you know, a May foal being that he was a little younger than, you know, the foals are typically born from January through June. So a May foal would be a little bit younger um, than the average ones there at the sale. So he might be a little smaller, or immature or whatever. You kind of got to see a little further. But, you know, he just walked out with his presence like he was the dude. Like he just stood there, he turned, flicked his ears. And then when he walked, he covered more ground than I think any horse I saw in all of book two. And just walked like he was going somewhere you know it wasn't just like he was at a long overstride or whatever he walked like with some purpose um walk with a purpose yeah yeah and you had it just i yeah, had an absolutely. uncle mo philly i was yeah yeah absolutely your social media let me know that you had an uncle mo philly out of walk with purpose this morning yeah oh yeah our, our social media lets a lot of people know a lot of things you should again you can follow us at sagamore racing at sagamore spirit and you can know all the stuff that's right i know i like that yeah, a curling and into mischief and an Uncle Mo working for her. At, at these yeah. auctions, before you guys write, write the check, does the doctor come in and give like a physical to the horse? I mean, yes. yeah. Um, yeah. Talk yeah. about that, Gatewood. So, um, yeah, so the, I mean, when you're buying them for this, like this colt costs 425 grand, which is a lot of money for a small Ooh. company, uh, let alone a horse. Wow. Um, and, you know, so I personally, when I buy them for either myself or like a little racing partnership, unless I have a reason to, you know, it's another reason that I like buying off of certain people that you can just walk up to them and say, Hey, Arthur, uh, what's, what's up with this? Is this Colt, you know, vet? Okay. Like, have you had any issues with them? No gateway. Okay, well, we haven't. We had to take a little chip out of his hind ankle, uh, as a foal and, uh, you know, this, uh, or nope, we haven't done a single thing to him or some people, you know, might, not tell you the whole truth or you know whatever so but yeah we do get a vet to go over them and and scope them to check out their airway their throat and then just look at their x-rays and then um you know see if there's anything that needs attention and they've they're athletes just like humans there's always if you go over them with a fine tooth comb you're going to find something on every single one of them Mm -hmm. just about the perfect the perfect ones are too slow to hurt themselves uh and, and then it's just a matter of of seeing what you can, you know, your risk tolerance of what you can live with, how much you discount it for having a certain issue uh, or not. But yes, I mean, yes, we did. We did vet him actually. That's great. Interesting. Gatewood, go back to uh, Royal Ascot, which was uh, not this past one, the one before. So two years ago, almost. um, And you had bought a horse called undrafted uh, for Wes Welker and maybe a group of people. I don't know who owns that horse, but um, yeah, that was for Wes, and then um, Saul Cuman owns a piece. Got it. So, so 
He's over at Royal Ascot, and there's no representation from Wes other than you. <laughs> and um, and you you uh, were fortunate. You all were fortunate enough to win the what the Diamond Jubilee. Um, yeah, that was fun. To and, be fair to him, he was heartbroken. He couldn't go. He just had twins, or was it either just had twins or was just about to have twins? Uh, so I I I, I can. Uh, you know, I can way, give way him to cover him. Way yeah. to cover him on this. <laughs> but yeah. but talk about that experience. Saul was there for the first three days of the of the meet, and then had to go, you know, to Hong Kong or something to for meeting. So he had to sure. leave. He was there for the first three days. But, but yeah, so I was the uh, I, I got to. It was ended up being uh, probably the coolest thing that's ever happened uh, to me, selfishly, personally in the in the horse business. That's for sure. So you got what you got to meet the queen or something? What happened? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, we had all our. I had all my buddies there from uh, from our Pat Creek partnership. We had a horse run, this. horse run ninth or something. You know, two days earlier, and everybody's hungover in London. I was going back out to the races for Saturday for the Diamond Jubilee, and they all love undrafted too. We've been that horse is so cool, man. He's taken us to. England Derby Day, multiple Breeders' Cups, got beat ahead in that, you know, winning at Keeneland, Julep Cups in the director's room. I mean, he's just as cool a horse as they as there as there is. And I, I initially bought him because he was like, he's kind of small, but he was just like a bulldog. Like he looked like the horse incarnate of Wes Welker when when Wes was playing. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, you never bought a colt before. And uh, I'm like, but shit, if you want to buy one, this is the one to get in on because I'd already bought him and he was like all right I'm in I love it and then the next phone call I made him after he was in training was hey man this this cold's actually a little bit too much like you I think uh we got to geld him <laughs> do we have to rate this show now? <laughs> yeah I think we have to I think we may have to put the the what the 17 NC 17 or something on the PG oh okay show. sorry well no we, no, no, no we you're fine you're fine, him, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> we had to geld him so that you know he was more manageable in the, in the barn and got down to business instead of uh flipping over with the riders on but but anyways yeah so he's there he's like 16 to 1 Frankie to Tori's on him who's a legend gives him a perfect ride and uh it was just really exciting he beat Brazen Bo by a head or something right at the at the wire and we all went nuts and then we're sitting there celebrating in the winter circle and somebody comes over and he's like oh are you the owner i'm like no no i'm not the owner oh well are you the owner's representative i'm like well they said you're the owner's representative i'm like well yeah yeah i guess i am uh, if they need one why oh somebody has to get the trophy i'm like oh man and then i got so nervous i was like <laughs> oh yeah because the queen presents two trophies at royal Ascot. she presents the wow gold cup and the diamond jubilee every year so it's a really big deal like and it's just it's so cool the pageantry of the whole place anyways but and then do you put that in your check bag going home what do you do with that yeah uh they mail it to you because they engrave it uh yeah but um man yeah it was really cool so i i why she couldn't what what was the conversation like i mean what well, she just said, like, congratulations, what a horse, or whatever. I said, oh, thank you so much, Her Majesty, or whatever. And then she noticed that I didn't have a, <laughs> this is awesome. a, a local a local accent. And <laughs> she's like, oh, you don't sound like you're from here. Are you from Kentucky? And I was like, yes, ma'am, actually, I am. And I've actually, funnily enough, I have, like, one picture at the time hanging in my office because I just moved offices. And it's of my grandfather and Her Majesty when she came to John Bell Farm to look at the stallions, like, you know 30 years ago 
And I don't know. I just kind of thought it was cool. So I told her that. That's really cool. She was like, and she acted like she knew what I was talking about and like asked me another <laughs> question. And I was like, Oh, you're there to see green forest or whatever. And I mean, it was just like, it's, it felt like we were in a 10 minute conversation and you know, the cameras were going off for 20 seconds or whatever. And so we all get the trophies and then we're in celebrating and her representative, um, from Masket comes down to the director's room afterwards, about 30 minutes later. And was like, her majesty mentioned that she had uh, visited your grandfather's farm in Kentucky. And I was just trying to get more details on that to relay back to her. So she had, she had gone back up to her box and then, you know, was inquisitive enough to send somebody down to ask about, you know, when it was, what farm, just to like, make sure she had all her facts. It was really cool. That is great. That's great. That's an exciting moment. It was fun. And then we all got an early dinner and went to bed early and, you know. Yeah, I got it. So this past weekend, if I could change gears a little bit, you guys went on some adventure or a couple weekends ago? Well, just a, it, yeah, a little, little couple-day trip, yeah. And uh, Hunter had to ride a horse? He did. <laughs> How did he do with that? He he didn't fall off. Okay. And, um, yeah. Did you get more of yeah. a mule? Were they real horses? He did. Like, he did. There were a couple There were a couple mules drawing mules. a wagon. Yeah. I just assumed he was going to get on that. But yeah. no, he actually got on a horse. Wow, yeah. I would love to he see did that. A couple, he did a couple high ho silvers. <laughs> he, he told me he rides a horse every day at work, so I, don't, I just that's kinda, how he gets to and from uh, home. Yeah, yeah. So I yep, just right through the city. Right through. I went with he never even signed a waiver or anything. No, no waivers. Really? Not for this guy. No, these were Tennessee. Uh, these were Tennessee walking horses. I mean, you'd have to. He looked. He looked good. Thank you, Gaywood. <laughs> he, he, he kept a good seat on it. Good seat. Uh, did, did he have a, a button-down shirt in the wilderness, like a collared he shirt did. and everything? He did. Yeah, he, he did. He did. He looked uh, great. So did Gatewood. Oh, he did have a. <laughs> you guys, you guys are great. He Always down below the there. south, you guys dress so well all the time. Yeah, no, totally. That's great. Brian's got- hair, mine was kind of like you know made for the activity that we were participating. Now, in. Hey, I had a hundred was for like boarding school ninth grade school picture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, it was at least made by a hunting company. But it looked good. It looked Monogrammed, everything, man. It was <laughs> Monogrammed. <laughs> you don't see that at the hunting lodge yeah. often. Gatewood's one, to, Gatewood's one to talk. So It was sharp. He so, also called his, his shotgun shells bullets. <laughs> <laughs> a sign of a true outdoorsman. Yeah. All right. yeah. Uh, that's great. So, How many birds get shot with bullets these days? Yeah, but. well... <laughs> Not many birds got shot only, by my gun anyway. <laughs> only sharpshooters. Only sharpshooters. Yeah. I, Annie I Oakley over I here. I got two birds, and uh, that was a that was a huge win. Uh, I'm guessing day, somebody else shot him for you and that. just played it off like you got Gaywood's a good shot. No. He got him on his first time ever doing it. It was impressive. Were you sitting in the on the horse when that happened? No, you get off. Okay. That'd be, I That'd be really cool. That. <laughs> That'd be really cool. It'd be a little dangerous, but it would be cool. <laughs> So Gatewood, we uh, we we're gonna we're gonna let you go with with this. We do a little thing called three diamonds. It's just three questions, and uh, you've got to come up with the answer as as quick as you can. But um, it's uh, pretty simple. So we'll we'll let, let you go after we play. You ready? Three diamonds. Yeah, it's called three diamonds, but it's really just three questions. But it it goes back to our branding of three diamonds. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm all about some three diamonds. You've got actually some three diamond gear, as I recall. My favorite drink, rye. Next. <laughs> well done. 
Well done. You've had actually that was one of that is the first question. Have you had the Sagamore Rye? Tell us about it. I have on. I had it for the first time at your all's Preakness party last year, and it was delicious. And then I had it this uh, weekend, and it was even more delicious. It was Excellent. a perfect aperitif and digestive. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you. And I would highly recommend anyone to buy it. Uh, well, it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna make an appearance at the Hootenanny this year. I love it. So, I want the Hat Creek Hootenanny to be sponsored by Sagamore Rye, uh, except I'll pay for it. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, we'll, we'll get it done. We'll get it done. Um, and then. Next question, favorite horse of all time, and you can't go with one you bought. If it's not one I bought, then it's uh, Holy Bull. Easy. Easy question. Easy. Wow. Well, he was just kind of like the horse. You know, he was 94. I was like 13, 12 years old. He was like the horse that really – that was like when I like fell in love with horse racing. Like that horse, just go to the lead. Great story. Um, <clears throat> that was obviously biased, like our – our farm bought into him um, to be a stallion during his racing career. So we closely followed everything. But I just remember my dad and mom going to watch him run in the Travers. And I was watching on TV and I was just like, when he held on against concern, I was just like, oh. And then his Woodward gives you go watch all those old Tom Durkin calls. And oh, yeah. <laughs> highlight reels. And if you don't get goosebumps, you know, get in the whiskey business instead of the horse business. <laughs> Last question. If you could put any jockey on a horse, who would it be? I guess right now I'd have to go with uh, Money Mike Smith's been doing pretty good right yeah, now. He's got all he's all, he's got all the good ones. You know, that's a tough one if you only have one answer. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's kind it's, of like uh, what kind of horse you're going to buy depends what client you know what kind of horse yep, it is. Yep. They all there's a lot of good jocks out there. No question, no question. Well, the thanks. ones that try usually end up in the winner's circle more often. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Gatewood. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. And I'll thank uh, you. If we I'll, had to get your sensors out of bed or, or apologize. No, no, no. Don't don't worry. <laughs> See about See if anybody that. was listening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's only like three people that listen to this thing, so it's not a big deal. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> so you'll Perfect. see a big pop well, on your uh, social media yeah, following as well. Yeah, yeah. and and uh, I'd say you'll get a lot of visits to that website that needs a little work, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it needs a lot of work. It's, I don't think more. Of a, I was when I was sold on it. It was a virtual business card, but that was like I think back before website people existed. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's. You might want to take a look at it today and just give it a dust off. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be perfectly honest, I didn't think that it still existed because. I, <laughs> oh shit! I'll look at that. I'll uh, look at that. Just make sure uh, the phone number at least is accurate, yeah. and then I think you'll be good. Yeah. Oh yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> no, no. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Talk to Thanks. you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. Thanks to uh, Gatewood Bell for joining us today on the show. That was fun. Fun little good. conversation. What a good guy. Yeah. Uh, really guy. good guy. So next week or next two two weeks from now, whenever the next one is, but um, we've got uh, Bill Crustangian joining us. I think you'll be in Kentucky, but you'll be able to join us by phone, right? Yeah, absolutely. So Bill Crustangian, CEO of Churchill Downs, he's going to come on. We'll talk about Triple Crown season and uh, the business of horse racing, that kind of thing, and we'll send him some we'll send him some rye as well. Um, so maybe he can comment on that. That would be wonderful. Uh, maybe they'd like to serve it at the um, the Downs. I think they should. Absolutely. Uh, 
be tough to get those Kentucky boys to sway towards Maryland, but yeah, but we're in the worth horse, a try. We're in the horse business yeah, too. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Name another brand that owns a, a, a whiskey distillery and a farm like this. Yeah. Nobody. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us today. Again, thanks to Gatewood Bell for joining us as well, and uh, we'll see you guys uh, next next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.